Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 83. This is an interview special where I meet songwriter Paul Zark. Paul Zark, uh, welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast. Thanks. Great, great to be here. To just tell us, for our listeners, briefly where you are in the world and um, what's what's going on there right now. Okay. Yes, I am in Charlottesville, Virginia. I work at an Episcopal church here. Um, write songs all the time. Have four kids. Been married fifteen years. And that that about sums me up. I, I'm a I'm a big LeBron and, and the Lakers fan, but they recently lost, so I'm out of the NBA. Or I'm. I've moved on to different teams, and okay. <laughs> I know you're more of a you're probably more of a football fan yourself. Yeah, that's true. It's the European Championships at the moment, so that's what all the focus is on. We're playing the Czech Republic tonight. Um, okay, big nice. game, big game. Yeah, we should win. We hope that's England. Sorry, but other listeners yeah. here will be uh, other other countries. Um, Charlottesville, that's where um, Isaac Wardell was was based until recently, yeah, isn't it? He yeah, he was here. A good friend, good friend of mine. They moved over to Belgium for a few years, but yeah. Uh, Great. Well, maybe we'll find out a bit about that um, later. So just as a way of an introduction, just kind of your your route into into songwriting. Obviously, you you know, I've heard you sing, you play the guitar beautifully. Is that where it began through through guitar and singing or, or what was your kind yeah, of route? I've been playing guitar for since I was 15 um, and I mostly just cared about playing guitar mm. until... Um, yeah, until I started learning to love songwriting and especially co-writing, as I know we're chatting about today. Um, I used to tour in a band and we'd go to Nashville a lot and co-write with different writers there. And I always was amazed that these professional co-writers cared about my ideas. And I've just seen over and over that the most successful, and by success I mean people that, that are, are good at at making beautiful things. The most successful um, artists are, are the ones that care the most about other people's opinions and they, they know how to get the best out of other people. So I, I love that. I love, um, I love co-writing because when we both win or we all win, if there's five people, four people, whatever, however many people, we all win when we write a great song. There's no, we just kind of leave our, if it's one person's idea, it's all our idea, you know? It's okay. it's about the idea, and that's what makes it fun for me. So you started so. out in a band with your brothers, that's right, isn't it? Remedy Drive. Yeah. Um, and so what was the dynamic in there in terms of the writing the songs? Did you have, like, have uh, a, an older brother who wrote everything, or how did, how did it work? Yeah, it, start, it started that way, yeah. And we were all brothers, so we fought all the time, and <laughs> and it was, a, it was a fun, I mean, we toured all all over the place, but... Um, yeah, I think co-writing really helped us all kind of find our own voices and, um, bringing other people in helped us realize, um, the strengths of, of each of us. And yeah. Um, how did it work in the band? Did you, did you all sing or were you? Uh, mostly my older brother who still tours in, in the band. Yeah. Uh, we, we all stopped a couple, uh, maybe 10 years ago. But he he wrote most of the songs, and I was the guitar player, and and loved just being the guitar player, um, and eventually learned to learned the joys of writing, actually writing the lyrics and melody, and 
and have more of an appreciation for a great guitar player too. You know, it's, yeah, takes takes it all to to make a a great song. It's funny the more the more I write music, especially writing church songs, which is pretty much all I do now. Um, the less guitar riffs I write, which in some ways is a bummer, but in some ways it's it's about. I'm hoping to, hope, I hope, especially in writing songs for the church, I want to write songs that are um, accessible to, for everyone to to play, yeah, and to for all churches to. I don't think I do that very often, but I think I try. At least I try to do that. Write songs that we can all, that most hopefully most people can can learn and, and play for the, with their church. What was that transition like then from um, from the band, touring with the band? And, and, you know, stylistically, for people who've listened to your very recent music, if they go and listen to the early music, they might be surprised. Um, stylistically, clearly there's a difference. But was the journey from, from touring with the band into actually working in and for a church and leading worship, was that an, a, a natural transition or was it a big sideways move? Um, it was, I always kind of looked down on church music. I, th- I think there was a lot of it that was, at least when I was growing up, it seemed emotion- emotionally manipulative and kind of, it made me say things to God that I didn't want to say. And and I was just kind of arrogant, you know, like we all are when we're younger yeah. and I still have plenty plenty of that myself. But I um, I never enjoyed church music until I started working in a church and I realized there's just a lot of stuff that I never heard. And a lot of stuff that I looked down on, I did actually came around and, and realized it was beautiful and and wonderful. Um, yeah, but I think one of the, my favorite parts the this, the difference between writing a song for a church versus writing a rock song is um, if people aren't singing along. You know, I try to write songs that people. The goal is for us to sing together, mm. and if people aren't singing with you, then you're probably doing something wrong, uh, or you know you're not doing something wrong, but you're, you're not writing the, the, you're not, you're not fulfilling your goal. (laughs) So I love, I love the challenge of, um, writing something that's, um, that's hopefully simple in a thoughtful way. I I love, I love simple songs for the church. Uh, a friend of mine who he went to seminary and the first day, the, one of his professors said, you're going to learn all these big phrases and all these, you know, complex ideas. Um, simplicity by itself isn't worth that much, but simplicity on the other side of complexity is worth everything. And I, I love that idea of, of figuring out, you know, my favorite church song is, is God is so good. You know, God is so good. Yeah. God is so good. I mean, it's so simple. My kids sing it. I sing it. I think songs that we, that we never grow out of are my favorite type of songs, you know, that, that are, uh, that, that kind of have an overarching, truth and beauty to them you know yeah and obviously you've got a local ministry which takes up a lot of your time but you also increasingly your songs go wider and are sung more widely but are you still do you have a sense of writing first for your church and then for the wider church or does it depend on the project yeah definitely um i mean it's always fun i i i write for our offertory like a song that we sing every week um as the offering is taken um, I try to write a different song every week for that. Um, usually try to connect it. This this Sunday was on um, Jesus Calming the Storm. So I wrote a song with my friend Kate Blewett and John Guerra that um, went with went with that story of Jesus calming the calming the waters. But yeah, it's it's a fun challenge. I was I was kind of 
bummed out this this long ordinary time to to get to get nerdy with the church calendar is kind of is kind of a bummer because there's nothing like there's no uh, deadline for yeah. like oh we need to write a Palm Sunday song we need to write a Easter song and or uh, you know that it's really fun to have that that um deadline on your back so you I've, it's 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 better it's for me it's easier to write when there's some pressure yeah you know? but you try to do that every week yeah i i am just so lucky to be at a church that that um pushes me to write you know and i just i love writing and i love um like i said the, the pressure of having that every week or else mm. You know, people that love to write, a lot of times you just don't make time for it. I, I I probably make way too much time for it where a lot of my a lot of my other <laughs> weekly tasks don't get done because I'm like, oh, I'll just think I could finish this one more song. Yeah, so. I remember when I we interviewed Wendell Kimbrew um, a little while back and he he talked about a similar thing. He, he particularly trying to set a psalm every week and... Um, and how much of that that kind of is a there's an artistic discipline in it it's serving his congregation but it also yeah. means every now and again he'd sing one and the congregation would join in and he'd think oh i think i think i've hit on something here yeah, and another definitely. time he'd think oh that's fine I do, that's fine for this week but we'll just move on to the next one yeah i mean he's he's one of my favorites he's just such a, an amazing songwriter but yeah it's it is fun to to use the church as a a guinea pig for one of your songs, you know, see if they, if they catch on. Yeah, it's, it's tough because you have mixed feelings. There, there are plenty of amazing songs. It's a, it's kind of a weird, um, line that you have to know if you've ever, if you're ever crossing it. Like, I don't want to just sing a bunch of my own songs at our church. Um, cause there's obviously thousands of songs better than I'll ever write. Um, every you know for any topic or any scripture <laughs> that we can find so it's that fine line of like knowing how to write knowing um yeah you you want your church to have hopefully you want your church to have your own its own distinct culture of that that's i look at that as my job is to help find the gifts the gifted uh, musicians and artists in our in our church and and um help them use their gifts and help me use my gifts to um, make our church help us bring something to um, the worship service that is uniquely um, Christ Episcopal church where I work, Mm. you know, I think that is, um, is important. And I think we also need to honor the, the beautiful songs and art art that has been, I mean, and it's easier for me at an Episcopal church where we have, the liturgy every week is is completely um, written out, and we we know exactly we're we're going to be saying the Lord's Prayer. We're going to be, yep. you know, all these things, which which makes it a little. You have those guidelines, those those uh those road that road already plotted for you. Yeah. So we we often talk with um, Resound about championing the role of the local church songwriter, and that's kind of what you've described a bit there. That there's anyone who's writing songs within a local church congregation has a unique voice is able to say something that put or give voice to the experiences the mm-hmm. learning whatever of that community in a way that nobody from outside can do 
which is not to exclude anything from outside, but to really see those as two beautifully comp- complementary sources of songs. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, I think one of the things that I'm more proud of in, in working at, you know, four or five different churches over the last 10 years is I've always like really, right from the start, been like, hey, I would love one day or one afternoon a week where that's what I'm doing is songwriting and just figuring out ways to make that a part of my job every week because mm-hmm. it seems frivolous and it seems like such a waste of time. I spent, you know, probably last week I spent 15 hours writing a song that I'll never sing that no one will ever hear. And you just feel like you wasted time, which, you know, is a waste of time, I guess. <laughs> but at the same time, I I think some of the other songs I've written that ha- have made it to our church that have been um, a um, a gift for people has been great. Or I figured out ways to like shoehorn songwriting into my job. Like I did a, I um, I just told I like put a little note in our like church bulletin. I'm going to write 30 songs with 30 different people from our church in the next year, and I'd prefer them not to be musicians or songwriters. You know, so I was like, yeah. I'd love to. It was a big church. I wanted to meet people. I said, so bring your favorite verse or bring like a story that that you that you found God in your life or that you are like or a sorrow that you're going through. And and we, you know, I wrote a bunch of songs with people from the church that weren't songwriters. That was a fun like challenge for me to like bring the art and the yeah. the bring art and create um creating art into the church life um can you tell us a bit that... about how that dynamic worked then if so someone comes to you who that i mean they wouldn't call themselves a songwriter or they never tried yeah. to write a song necessarily how, how did you i mean literally how did you go about it yeah i mean i would just say i'd have some pretty i, I would make make sure to have a deadline be like hey we have it's nine o'clock let's go till ten thirty. um make it i mean it's an awkward thing you know it's like especially for someone that's never written it's very awkward but I think for some people it was just hey I love Psalm 23 let's so that or for another friend his dad had just died so he wrote a song about grief and he was a, he was a musician so that one was um a little bit more less awkward because he um you know knew how to play guitar but you know another another couple from the church had, were having trouble um getting pregnant so that was a, there were some heavy topics and it was more of like a a uh i mean i think all songwriting sessions are a therapy session for me personally you know i you're you're talking about um some some uh, personal things in your life yeah. so i i just wanted to have other people experience that it, i don't know if i'd recommend it for all all songwriters but i for me i just enjoyed the challenge and I'm trying to think. It was it was a few years ago when I did. I'm trying to think of what I didn't really have a set. I mean, half the time was just me chatting with them and being like, you know, like most songwriting sessions are, just you know, what's going on with you, you know. And then eventually we would get a guitar out and see what happens. Most of the songs weren't good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's I mean that's like any songwriting session, you know. Maybe one out of ten is is good. I don't know. Maybe more. Yeah. So there's a guy in the UK a chap called Ian Archer um Christian singer songwriter but he also a lot of his work now is doing um co-writes with labels and so on so you kind of see a 
someone emerging in the charts and he's often been involved and I, I remember him coming to speak to a bunch of us and saying that um being a a kind of a, a a professional co-writer is like being a youth worker. He spends most of his time mm. just talking through people's struggles. Yeah. Um, and then the songs emerge out of there, but the actual process hasn't got a lot to do with songwriting a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What is your, um, y- your story? You kind of connect with Isaac Wardell and that clearly is mm-hmm. quite, quite an important relationship um, where we I don't. I don't remember if you were involved with Bifrost, but certainly with Porter's Gate, and has been several mm-hmm. records since there. Where you've been pretty prolific in them. So, can you just tell us a little bit about that that relationship, and and then how you found your way into those projects? Yeah, I sang on the last Bifrost album, a uh, few songs, but I, I live in Charlottesville, same uh, same city. Isaac's been at, um, and he is he's the uh, him and Megan um, started Porter's Gate, which is another worship project. Um, yeah, I just, I really connected with Bifrost when I first started working at a church. It was um, just really thoughtful and beautiful songs. And when I moved to town, I connected with him. I, I love writing for those projects, and I've helped with the, the last four, Porter's Gate, writing, writing for all those albums. Um, I just was writing right before I got off the... Right before I connected with you here, okay. I was writing with with a friend for the the next one. But it's so fun writing. Uh, it opens my mind in a different way to write for someone else's voice. You know, you feel like you can you kind of give yourself permission to say things that you may or may not have said for your own album, and then you realize, oh, who cares? I can say I could sing that song anyway. Yeah. But if you if you write a song. You know, if I write a song and I'm like, what would, how would I, what would Audrey Assad, how would she sing this part? And I would, you know, coming, trying to do that or, um, or what would, what would Latifah or who, what would Liz do for this part? And it's, it really is a, it's like a little trick that I've, that's yeah. helped me be more open with my ideas. Um, yeah, but it's such a wonderful project because I, uh, this is kind of off topic, but I remember my, my wife's friend, uh, when we were first dating, was a uh, therapist, and she she was talking about me, and she's like, "Oh, Paul's kind of a herd animal," <laughs> and she called me a herd animal. I just love to be part of the pack, right. you know. I I just enjoy being a part of whatever's happening, and um, that's why you know collaborative things like the Porter's Gate is so um is so wonderful for me because I just um. I just know that I just get so tired of my own ideas and I love bringing something and then just with as open with as an open hand as I can have, just be like, do whatever you would like with this. Mm. Um, And it's so, it's always better. You know, it's always, I could probably count on, on one hand, how many, the songs that I gave, whether it's with Porter's Gate or any co-write session, songs always turn out better than worse if I if I am willing to let go of them and let someone else speak into them. Were, were you so. daunted by that group? Because it, it seems like quite an impressive lineup of really accomplished performers or songwriters. What was it like being? Yeah, definitely. Oh. It's. I mean, it's. I feel. Um, so <laughs> grateful to be a part of a part of it, and it's definitely when when someone. As talented as 
Josh or Audrey or Latifa or Liz or whoever it is is part of it definitely raises the whole raises um for me I just um I think my role is just to be a workhorse <laughs> and yeah. to just like write as much as I can <laughs> yeah you know and to bring as much to the table uh in terms of just pure hours spent writing because I love it you know I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it but you know, and then having Orlando on keys just adds a cool gospel. It's mm. that's what's fun too. Is um, I'm kind of wandering in my um, in my thoughts, but I, I love writing with people from a different background too. Whether it's someone that doesn't, you know, my least favorite co-writing session is two white guys with two acoustic guitars. Right. I just get it gets <laughs> pretty boring, especially if they're from the same theological tradition or you know i want to write with someone that has a a different perspective on on um their view of of who god is of 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 their theological tradition of all of all those things and of of their musical background um so especially me and and my friend orlando when we write for the porter's gate stuff he has such a great gospel um history so he brings these chords that i don't even know what they are yeah to the to the table and it just completely changes um uh what the song is you know so that's been that's yeah. been great you, you wrote a a song for our doxicology project um which yeah. we, we're really thrilled about and you wrote it with andy zip um yeah and can you just tell us a little bit about uh just the the that song, kind of where it came from, the process. Um, did it all yeah, pour out was, in twenty minutes? So, what was the? How did it work? That one, I sent the. Um, I love Andy. He's another amazing songwriter. But I, I sent that was one of the few songs that I wrote in the car. Actually, I usually have oh. the hard. I usually have to be right in front of a guitar or right in front of a computer with the lyrics right in front of me. But that was Psalm ninety six, uh, and I just. I was I had an hour drive and it the most of the chorus came to me as I was driving and then um and I on I had an hour drive I was I was working at a wonderful church in Richmond actually for a year which is an hour from Charlottesville. Mm. So every drive I would just be listening to like probably we all do listening to thousands of voice memos and delete 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 save one yeah. delete you know. <laughs> and um so I sent him the chorus and he came up with these wonderful verses um especially the the very childlike verses in in yeah. the best way yeah um so that was was fun um and we got to sing la i've never sung la on a on a yeah la, 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 you know on a on a church song before so i think it's great that's just that that's all of us lending our voices to make music isn't it we all become instruments yeah. at that point yeah um, and i remember it as part of that process you sent the song through and i remember coming back to you and saying because you you i i think i'm right in saying that you did it and then you maybe felt a bit self-conscious about the narwhals and sea otters and you chopped them out and said here's another more serious version is that more what yeah. you're looking for and i said no no that we love that can you put some of that in the other verses yeah and yeah so and and also remember the experience of kind of coming back with edits and things and you were really happy kind of holding it loosely and just saying yeah that's great that's great that's great yeah it's fun i mean 
it's it's so important to uh i've i've learned that it's it's so like you you just have an idea of what something is in your head when you're writing it and i've just learned how important it is to once once it's once you've finished what you can do letting other people speak into it you know whether that's you saying no keep the keep the child childish verses yeah. in there or you know i'm constantly asking my wife Hey, which melody's better? I'll write for a for one ver, for one lyric. I'll write six or seven melodies for the same lyric. Usually, just which one really fe- gets at the emotional um, heart of what we're trying to say. So, I'll ask, or I'll ask my kids. A lot of times, they're ten and five and twelve and three. But I'll, I'll you know, they anybody can tell which melody which melody hits you. That's true. So it's yeah. like, so just being open to hearing what other people think is uh has been so important for me so i, I had a on, on my notes here i had these various questions then i had right here's the section to ask you about co-writing except well, yeah. actually what's happened is you've talked about co-writing the whole time because that's just really where your heart is and it yeah. sounds like it's part of it's part of your creativity but it's part of your connection to other people it almost a sense like you'd be lost without those other people to connect within the process yeah definitely i don't i mean even I just get I don't really enjoy writing by my I mean I write by myself so often because I just you know that's what I do for my job but I don't know if I ever finish a song by myself even if it's 90% done um I still want to send it to someone and and have see what their take is on it especially for writing church songs the, these songs are supposed to be for a community to sing together I hope that um that in the making of these songs, I mean, there's nothing wrong with writing by yourself. I think I do that all the time too, but I'm saying, I think, I hope that these songs have a, have community and friendship and relationship built into their DNA of, of what they are. And, you know, when I, when you have people like Kate Blewett or, or Keiko or Andy or whoever, you know, all these wonderful, why wouldn't I just get their take on it? You know? So, it's just, it's just so, I, I just am, con, you know, just yesterday I was looking at my friend Kate's lyrics and being like, man, I'm just like so grateful to have friends that are this talented yeah. that I can, um, I can write with someone as talented as her on a regular basis is just, it still blows my mind that I can do that. So Kate, Kate strikes but, me as a, like a hymn writing tap that someone switched on at some point and I just... It just doesn't stop. Day. It doesn't stop. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you so. um, prefer to be in the room together, or, or or is the dynamic different if you do it over distance? Presumably, there's a lot over distance, especially this last yeah. year. I mean, it's always better in person, but um, Zoom has been less awkward than you would think. I mean, I'm guessing you do some do you do some Zoom sessions, um, go writing. Mm. Um. It's much better for, like for me, I always have, you know, 50 ideas that that I could bring to the table at any time. So I hard, I rarely start a song over Zoom. I'll always just have something that I want to um, to have someone help help finish. Um, but then, you know, with with some someone like Kate, who's just such a great lyricist. Oh, the other day I wrote, I was trying to write a bunch of Holy Spirit songs, and I just I think I was like, 
I need the power of the spirit to that all I had was I need the power of the spirit so I just sent her a demo of I need the power of the and that's all and she you know wrote back a bunch of great lyrics and so that sort of thing's fun once you find your um connection with someone that you trust you can send you know terrible demos with kids yelling in the background and um and then sometimes yeah, I'm trying to think. A lot of times it's just I need help getting you it's easy to write an okay song. For or for me it's easy to write an okay song. But a lot of times I need someone else to come in and bring that other section that like takes it to a to to a great song or at least a good song, you know. That's how, what I've found at least. Is it often the lyrics that you're reaching for or or can it just can it be anything? Melodies um, whatever. Yeah, it's usually I usually try to start with the lyrics and then I write a bunch of melodies from that um from that same lyric. For like one of the Porter's Gate songs, we had a, a song called Daughters of Zion that was a pretty mm-hmm. heavy uh song. And I wrote like fifteen well it's fun, I mean, especially for Porter's Gate stuff, it's so fun having a collaborator and a bunch of collaborators that care about it as much as I do, where I'm used to being you know, writing church songs for my church. Nobody really cares. They show up on Sunday, they're like, okay, we're singing holy, 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 great. That's yeah. fine. But when you're doing a, when you're part of a uh, collaborative project, everyone cares. So I can like spam my friend Isaac 15 demos and be like, which one of these is the right okay. song? <laughs> and we actually, you know, for that one, we actually had, we ended up just releasing two songs with the same lyric. And I they kind of have different... Um, they kind of take on. It's funny how a lyric, a melody can can bring out the bring out a different tone in the lyrics. Um, oh, I never noticed that. So that. there are two two songs on the record with the same. Uh, yeah, called "Daughters of Zion." Yeah, I mean they're maybe slightly different. I feel like lyric, I should have seen lyrics. that. <laughs> I'm obviously not paying enough attention to the words that you're singing. Yeah, well, no, it's crazy. You can hear. Yeah, just it's crazy what a melody can do in terms of the great melodies you. The 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 words just feel like they're they've always been a part of that melody, you know. So, Paul, um, thank you so much for talking to us and um, sharing a bit of your wisdom and uh, your experience. I think we'd be kind of feel really blessed by that that sense of generous spirit that you have in, oh, in the approach to all of this. And uh, I love what you guys are doing. So keep it up. Love the. I've listened to a couple episodes. I listened to the podcast with when Keiko came on. So. Oh, lovely! And I love your. Uh, it's such a great idea to the the song a month, and feel like I'm missing out. Not oh well, not I, I don't think you need any more motivation. I think <laughs> I think you're doing okay. You'd you'd rattle it off in a fortnight, and then you'd you could rest for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's probably what Keiko's doing though. She's probably writing thousands of songs for for you guys. She does. Yeah, she's Keiko's pretty pretty prolific you've been doing a bit yeah. of writing with keiko haven't you yeah recently? she's awesome she's she's great we wrote a trinity sunday song together that was that was really cool so yeah great well thank you paul it's been a pleasure yeah great thanks <laughs>